Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I am Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. And today we have our second patron takeover episode, everybody. We bring to the podcast today, Mr. Sean. I should have asked you how to pronounce your last name. Oh, it's pronounced Roland. There you go. Sean, Sean Roland. Yes. Yay. Yay. Sean, thank you so much. Uh, Sean gets to do this because he is just awesome. Also, very smart, we learned, on the Patron Happy Hour yesterday. So that kind of scared me for this. (laughs) (laughs) On Saturday, I was like, Sean was like, Sean was saying facts, everyone. Hmm. He had facts ready. He had examples ready from history (laughs) to make his arguments. I was like, I'm in trouble when Sean's on the podcast. Well, I'm uh, so glad that people actually can still uh, recognize facts. So, Yeah, right. Oh, my God. It is terrifying. Um, but, yes, Sean is at the level on Patreon where you get to come on the show with Steve and I. So he's going to be with us for the whole episode, which is super exciting. And I am curious, Sean, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Virginia. Okay. Very so, cool. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm actually right now in Roanoke, Virginia. So. Wow, that's uh, that's where they they found the um, like the, didn't the colony disappear mysteriously and get eaten by sharks or something? That's in uh, North Carolina. What am, What am I thinking of? The the Roanoke colony in North Carolina, Crowhead Island, <laughs> and all that. Oh, uh, okay. You're you're from the like bootleg the Roanoke. Kind of American Horror Story. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. Shot down by facts already. <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> Just go along with it, Sean. <laughs> so, so, Sean, we, we, we appreciate your uh, your support for the I Disagree podcast. And uh, I guess we're, we're a little curious. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you know things, and why, despite <laughs> the fact that you know things, you still listen to this podcast? Uh, I absolutely love the uh, content that y'all give out and when y'all start doing like the whole comedic routine. I I found Jordan on the Beans podcast. Mm -hmm. And then um, my my favorite one was when you were talking about Tits McGee. Yes. (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love that. That little rant that y'all were going on. Um, And then she said one episode that she was coming over here and I followed the link over. Well, hell yeah, we we definitely appreciate it. Um, how I know a lot of things, I read. Just kind of a good nerd. So, do you do you want to do you want to share what you do for a living, or do you want to you want to keep that off? Oh, the, I'm uh... paralegal. Okay, so that's cool. How is how, what kind of uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, while you're working in yeah so right i uh what way what kind of law are you working on usually or with um why well, i um i actually work for a bank so i'm not directly working in the legal field per se i usually do like visa arbitration and fraud investigation mm. but if i actually could pick a law firm it'd probably be like a constitutional law firm that deals with constitutional law and appellate court jurisdiction and stuff like that so so are you are you currently investigating all the uh the claims of voter fraud (laughs) (laughs) and the zombies voting 
we're, we're, we're counting on you to get to the bottom of the whole scam. I, hope so. I don't know. That's... You're going to have to go after... in my boots. So <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go through the, go investigate the white house press secretary today. If that shit continues, did you see Fox news cut away? <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Did, did you see that Sean? Um, I didn't. They're, okay, so apparently, I, I, I really like ever since Saturday, I've just kind of like, woo, let's just calm down, you know. <laughs> yeah. I could take my victory and chill for a second. I, 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 can, I can take the IV out of my arm. And <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean, I thought you said on the uh, on the um, the the group chat the other day that you were a Trump supporter. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've actually been phone banking for the Biden Harris uh, campaign. Is that real? Uh-huh. That's interesting. What, what's, what's that like? Phone banking? I it's like this. Just uh, you just kind of log into a website and then you put headphones on or a mic or whatever, and it just just calls voters. And then usually, usually you get hang up. So okay. Right. What, what, yeah. are, do you also do the text? Because I don't know how all these politicians got my phone number in the past month, but they have been blowing me up on text it, messages. It, it's through the voter registration. It's all public record. Wow. So, so Sean very well could have been a person behind those texts is what you're well, saying. Well, no, I, I was not text banking. I was calling people in like Georgia and Mississippi and stuff. So, Uh-huh. I feel I did one, one shift of phone banking for jamal bowman and i remember exactly what you said they have like a whole internet like user interface that's pretty simple uh-huh. right and then every time it was like nine times out of ten the person just hangs up because uh-huh. everyone's probably feeling like steve yeah. <laughs> so just- are you are you telling me if if i if i cancel my voter registration and then wait till the day of the election and do same day registration then vote and then cancel my registration again i can avoid all that is that the game i mean maybe or you could just like register a fake number a phone mm. number. Ooh, tricky I, don't, one. <laughs> I don't remember giving these son bitches my phone number to begin with um, oh they'll, they'll get everyone says. <laughs> is that right is that what they tell you when you call them like, yeah, how did you get my number? Yeah, they'll be like, they'll be angry, exactly like that. They're just like, how did you get this number? They're just completely yeah, pissed hang up. That yeah, sounds like exactly. a that sounds like a very thankless job, Sean. <laughs> yes, thank you for your work because obviously, collectively, it fucking worked. So well, it didn't work so well in Georgia. There's there's a runoff. So yeah, that's true. That's true. And we're going to get to a bunch of election talk at the end of the show for our main event. Yes, very (laughs) exciting. But uh, for this week, we typically do our I Disagree mail segment. We got no new I Disagree mails for this week. Everybody was just reveling in the victory. So we'll get right into it, the main event. All right, everybody, we are one week's episode after the election, and we're going to talk about uh, the election because one side thinks it's over and the other side thinks it is not. And that is exactly what the topic of this week's discussion will be for the main event. It is the topic of will there be a peaceful transition of power from the Trump White House to the Biden White House? Such a good question, I think, for us to talk about because it's all speculation, which is where Steve and I thrive, really, actually. <laughs> but- all so, who knows? <laughs> so, Sean... Why don't Why don't you give us your your uh, your hot take, uh, election hot take first, and then uh, tell us what you think about a well, peaceful well, transfer well, of power? Out of the spectrum, the left or the right? 
You want Trump's spectrum or, 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 or the actual spectrum? Your spectrum. Uh, no, there won't be. You don't think you don't, there will be a peaceful transfer of power? He's not going to come up and go, hey, congratulations, Joe Biden. Um, it's a good game, and, and we did great. I'm going to make sure the White House is nice and clean for you to come over. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to go on a uh, Nazi march rally throughout the country. So, <laughs> so I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen on January 20th at noon? Well... Who knows? Because we still have to get through the meeting of the electors, which is the uh, second or which is the first or, or the first Monday after the second Wednesday, which is December 15th this year. Mm-hmm. Here come the facts. And what? who knows? Who knows? Because at our last electoral college when he was there, uh, two people turned in a vote for Colin Powell, who wasn't even on the ballot. And somebody said a blank ballot. So what the fuck? Why? Because they were trying to show for the Republican Party that they should have picked somebody better than Trump. Yeah, I can't blame them then. Um, yeah, so. <clears throat> well, so ass- assuming it goes like every other election has in the Electoral College. Oh, and they the vote and, and Joe Biden gets at least two, 270 and stuff like that. Yeah, what do you well, think happens on January 20th? Congress to certify on January 6th. Oh shit! How many? And they'll just they'll 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 it'll be probably won't be that way because all of our Congress people are over eighty. Probably just be like Nancy on one half of the House of Representatives, and oh, you mean like because of COVID? Yeah, 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 like probably that in in like an empty chamber, and they just bring the electoral votes forward, and then they read them. Usually, okay. Usually, the uh, senators from that state will read them. Okay. I have a question for you, Sean. Is this something that has to be unanimously unanimously upheld by every member of Congress? Well, no, they just they just read the votes. Got it. Yeah, they're just saying, you know, know, Mr. Speaker, from um, from the state of Georgia, it appears to be clear and concise and true and authentic that, you know, Georgia voted 16 votes for um, Joseph Biden or Donald Trump or whatever. Okay. And, and, then, so- and, the, and then it gets really wonky because then they have the whole that they can contest it, which all that takes is one member from the Senate and one member from the House. Okay. And that's what I was wondering. Throws the election out and then they vote on it in Congress. Okay. Whoa. So. How unprecedented! Oh my God! Everyone, get, get ready. We are not in the in, in, in the crosshairs until January twentieth at noon. How because with the way that Mitch McConnell holds the Senate hostage, <laughs> like, so that would that would entirely be unprecedented for that to happen. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, they tr- they 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 got close to it in eighteen seventy six. Okay, wait, shit. So why wait, why are more people talking about this? That seems very possible. It's because think... nobody thinks that it'll happen. <laughs> but it could happen. But that doesn't mean that it will happen. Do you think it, it will happen? Uh it almost happened with uh Bush. So Jordan, your mic's off. 
Oh, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what made it not happen? Uh, well, um, the uh, the representative from D.C., um, Eleanor, came forward and called upon a senate a senator to uh, come, and nobody ever came, so that's why it didn't happen. Okay. But that's because she- Butch v. Gore, they 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 stole the election. So one thing right. I'm looking forward to is January twentieth when when Biden is you know uh confirmed as president of the united states that all these conspiracy theories can go away that i've been hearing for like the past four years like enough of it he won the election he's gonna get the electoral votes and he's gonna be inaugurated on the 20th that's what's gonna happen it wouldn't surprise me that if it's not smooth if they show up and do something at the inauguration oh god you know like they're their mega march across or something or start hooping and hollering or something. Oh God. They, they do that. that doesn't change the outcome of the election. <laughs> it depends on how they do it though. Right. Like, what if they do? A, a lot of people are really comparing his MAGA philosophy and all these people that support MAGA to the Brown shirts in Germany. That's another thing I'm I'm looking forward to to not hearing about anymore. What <laughs> once this this fascist government that somehow got toppled in its first term by losing an election, then we don't we don't have to hear about that anymore. I I, but, I sincerely hope so. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Like if I if I'm wrong and uh some bad shit does happen and there's not a peaceful transfer of power, it doesn't matter because like I have more important things to worry about at that point than being wrong on a podcast a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> and if that actually happens, I will be going to my new address in um, Switzerland, Panama. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I mean, it is like the difference in, it's not even the media anymore. Right. Because like, like we were saying, Fox cut away from the press secretary saying some shit about, Oh, I think, we didn't tell you, Sean, or wait, Sean, you were the one that said you hadn't seen it yet. So apparently today, uh, White House press secretary was going into how, you know, they believe that the vote was stolen, basically. And then Fox, the anchor, cut away from the feed and was like, I'm not going to keep playing this. I can't, you know, do uh, this. Well, they wanted to, um, what is that? I don't, I don't know that, um that show's particular name, but their judge person that's on Fox news. Oh yes. The her and tell her that, you know, this voter fraud is absolutely nonsense because it is voter mm-hmm. fraud has never been a thing. It's mm-hmm. always something made up by the minority on the right is a way to mm-hmm. press the majority. I, I will say this though. All the shit that they're saying is completely ridiculous and they sound like little bitches that lost. But at least they're not blaming it on Russia, for God's sakes! Like they're not. But by doing this, this is why yesterday I was talking about how smart Trump actually is because he's playing very well into his base. He is mm-hmm. playing them like a fiddle. Very Are you well. reading his tweets? Huh? Are you guys reading his tweets? I mean, uh, not recently. I mean, I gotta. Can I just pull some of these up just to get your live, your live reactions? Sure. It is like, it is so insane. Okay, so let's see. There was his, in all caps, 
Stock market up big, vaccine coming soon. Report ninety percent effective. Such great news. I mean, I guess that one's pretty normal. And oh, also, I um, I actually replied to that one. Oh yeah, oh, I uh, you're, you're one of those people. Yes, I did. <laughs> I took a screenshot of when um, <laughs> of when Fox News called the race, and it says, "Congratulations, President-elect Joe Biden." And I was like, "Yes, this is very great news." Yes, I know. Well, and then it's like you think of why the stock market is up, right? Everybody knows it's because Biden is the elect. Right, it right, is right, right, right. It's it's because the market sees that we're going back to a, a an actual government instead of like a basketball that dribbles up and down. And yes, so. yes. But so then I, I, relief and market relief, and I don't know the Democrats have always been really good at rallying the market. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I'm looking at something Trump even posted an hour ago. So that would have been 6 p.m. Pacific. It's a fucking Breitbart article that says A.G. William Barr authorizes DOJ to look into voting regularities. Like, that's what he's clinging on to right now. Uh-huh. It's so humiliating. It is so fucking embarrassing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really embarrassed for him. It's not that it's really keeping everyone's attention and keeping us talking about him over and over and over and over and and over again. Um, and it, it, it kind of plays into his base very much because he's like saying, hey, I'll defend your right to vote if you donate to my defense fund. So, so you can pay off his yeah. campaign. Debt. Right. <laughs> so percent of that is going to his campaign debts. And then 40% of that is going to the uh, Republican National Committee. Oh, God. How do they just... He's going on this thing because he's, 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 he's fundraising. And these idiotic people that are protesting Sharpies and <laughs> absolutely donate to him. In fact, I've yeah. actually contacted some of my family members. And I'm like, don't give this fool any money because he's just, yeah. just playing you. Yes. Now that and, some backlash, but yes, he's only reposting Breitbart articles, and he's only saying crazy shit, which yeah, makes Breitbart me. Breitbart is alt right media, like I mean, it's worse than Fox News. Like, oh, one hundred percent. It's 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 like what the Klan is thinking. Yes, yes, it that's is. they were yes. they were the ones that helped. Um, well, I mean, well, well, Steve Bannon worked for uh, Breitbart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he just he just you know ordered the uh, call called for the beheading of Fauci and <laughs> right, right, and FBI director. I I was <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. It's so fucking crazy, and this is on all of this shit, all of these things that link directly to these people by one degree of separation. It's all on his main fucking Twitter page, yeah. and then there was. Thing he posted two hours ago that's it's brian kemp it's you know georgia's um I'm wondering how much he actually posts directly on his twitter feed 100 him 100 yeah, him so? you think so oh, yeah. I, I would have to disagree some of them are when he talks in those big caps about oh great news the stock market and stuff like that but when he was going through that whole covid nonsense like he was posting like four or five tweets that were just like paragraphs. And I was like, this is not him at all. I agree. 
I agree completely. I think, I mean, Steve, I just think his ghostwriters just got really good at learning how to sound like a fucking idiot. Whatever that, um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's probably, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Steven Miller. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely Steven Miller. And then, I mean, there were a bunch of names of people that I, that was confirmed that were like ghostwriting his tweets. Like he has someone, you know, his, his economic advisor for the fucking Twitter is is like one of his guys. Right? Even even I mean, what what they have to because if you're watching like the presidential debates, like Joe Biden was making updates to his Twitter while he was on stage with you know COVID. Totally. Right, but that's every normal politician. They don't run their own Twitter, but uh-huh. I think I think Trump runs his own Twitter because it's just so incoherent and crazy that, that there's no way that that like got vetted when first. It by, the by incoherent and crazy, yes, but when it starts getting like really like philosophical and to the point, I'm going to say no. I, yeah. I guess I haven't seen any of those. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, no, you're you're so right, Sean. I, agree <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like subscribe where every time he posts, like it, it flies to my phone, but every now and then I just kind of pick up or like, I'll see something in news and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what he's saying. Yes. Like that. And then I'll peek and I'm like, Oh, look, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. What a surprise. Yeah. Yes. I feel. Okay. So pretty much all of his tweets are getting flagged with that Twitter notification that says official sources, you know? Right, right, right. But I mean, but, but he's given, but Twitter gives him special privileges because he's a world leader. So pretty much like the rules don't apply to him. Yeah, basically. I'm surprised they're even saying those words under his tweets, but because they took forever to start doing that. But like, Brian Brian Kemp, their, uh, Georgia's governor, he posted seven hours ago. Mm-hmm. Georgia's election result will include legally cast ballots and only legally cast ballots. Period. Trump retweets that two hours ago and says, "This is good news. It means I won." Right. It, it, it's just it's just the, like 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 all the lawsuits that they're filing. Like you know, like in Georgia, like they're literally fighting over fifty three ballots. Uh huh. Yeah. That, it's funny to watch fighting over like 299 ballots and it's like but biden's up by 10,000 and it's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's just completely ridiculous it's just funny to watch all the the republican politicians just uh like they're going along with it because because the the statement you read just now from Kemp is technically correct so okay. they could just put that out there and be like see we got your back we got your back Totally. I think that's going to help uh, hurt them in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Even people will find them Probably, because like the like the only reason that Su- that uh, that Susan Collins got reelected was because she didn't vote for uh, MAGA Karen on the court. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I just part of me wonders. It's like because given the shit that he's saying, if you take it at face value, the the logical opinion to have, I think would be that he's going to fight leaving the white house. And so well, that's where the 25th, the, uh, the 20th amendment comes to comes into play. If, 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 if he does try to fight <clears throat> on the 20th, what would he, what would he do though? Like how would he fight? Just like barricade the just, doors. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it might all end in the bunker. You know, there was another fascist that <laughs> entered in with it, a bunker. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> well, on the twenty, well, with the Twentieth Amendment, Section One, it clearly says that the president and vice president will be sworn in at noon on January twentieth, following the election. 
Right. I love so, that they gave this time even. If everything <laughs> is certified and up, it don't matter. It January yep. 20th, he ceases to be the president. And if he's yep. still in the White House, he then becomes a guest. Right. Yeah, yeah people don't seem to understand that they may just leave in cuffs. Yeah, people don't seem to understand that like the White House doesn't confer special superpowers that the farther physically distance you get from it, the less powerful a president is. Like that's not how it works. If Joe Biden's inaugurated, he's president from there on in. He doesn't have to be in the White House just because Trump, I'm not leaving. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, well, way, so Biden's <laughs> right. I mean, in in fact, when Kennedy was was assassinated, Lyndon Johnson actually was was not in the White House for eight months, and Jackie Kennedy was there mourning and and coming to grips with everything. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're you're so right. Just because let's let's say Trump squats the White House, and you know, I hope he does. I hope he does too. That's going to be so entertaining. I hope he brings out tenants' rights clauses of DC. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> squatters' rights and shit. Just tries to play every angle. I mean, He's like, I think what makes it so like interesting is that we've never seen this before. No, like, no. Like, like, like I've never seen when they've called an election and then there's people protesting in the streets. I'm like, wow, this is going on in Belarus right now. Well, yes. I, I saw it happen in 2016 as well. I mean, let, let, there, there's a there's a good reason that that Republican voters suspect fraud, because for four years they've been hearing from the other side, oh, Russia actually stole the election, or and, or you know, in 2016, the very next day, you know, when um, you know, he contested his own election. Wait, is, about the popular vote? Yeah, he's so yeah. fucking dumb. And it was because of all those uh, illegal immigrants that the Democrats. Uh, left him well now he, they uh he lost by three uh three million more so i guess he let him in now so yes exactly this whole thing it's like i th- i think this all the time if it wasn't so horrifying it'd be hilarious but now that he has been voted out it becomes increasingly hilarious because i know that the end of his power is just like right fucking there but i in terms of a pe- like okay so if our question is a peaceful transition of power, I guess what do we what are we defining that as? Are we talking like he does he have to know that I mean I mean even you know Gore when he lost in the court, he still came forward and said, Congratulations. Um, you know, I welcome President President elect Bush and you know Yes. Do we do any of us think he's gonna do that? No, he's not. I give it twenty percent chance. Not at because all. If it comes down to like he's exhausted every option and all of his allies abandon him, I imagine he would try to put some kind of spin on it. Like I'm doing this because I'm so good and I'm so great. He'll he'll find some way to spin it. I put the twenty percent on that, but eighty percent I think he's just going to be pouting and screaming until eleven fifty nine on uh, January twentieth. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh-huh. and then is he forcibly removed though, Steve, or does he actually walk out? I think he walks out. Unfor- unfortunately, Otto, there's there's this theory with my little group of friends that on January 19th that uh, we might see a, a a flight leave out of uh, DC with the Trump family, and he's already yep. said he's, that you know he wants to go to Mexico because it's such a better you know it's it's, it's, it's as he called it a shithole, but you know it's such a great, <laughs> it's such a great com- uh, country now. So right. 
I I agree. I think you and your friends are onto something, Sean. That would make so much sense to me because then he has he doesn't have to face anything, like literally anything. The oh, courts, it's like the Nazis did. <laughs> yes, yes, seriously. And then at that point, does our intelligence? So, like, I don't know enough about the crossover from one administration to the other. But if Tr- Trump is a huge flight risk, right? So, like, Let what go. is? Yeah, exactly. How is he a flight risk? Go to a country where he's locked up all the immigrants and is now potentially, you know, caused genocide on them. Let him go. Yeah, (laughs) you think? Yeah, let him go. I don't care. What? Wait. What would the flight risk be? He's 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 not under arrest. Why wouldn't he be able to travel anywhere with a passport that we know? He's an American citizen. He can go anywhere that our passport allows. But there are so many impending investigations that he halted by installing Bill Barr into that position. And there's like so many like five year statute of limitations clauses that make it so him not getting elected allows him to be prosecuted the second he isn't the president. I don't think any of that will happen, but maybe. I mean, the whole thing Mueller said is you can't indict a sitting president. These are, you know, he doesn't go as far as to say. But that doesn't mean you can't have the indictment already ready or start the process. Exactly. I, I'm with you. Right. So I'm there's, wondering. There's true. Ar- and, and, and there's and there's strong argument that, uh, that, that only the federal government can't because, you know, we have a federalist system. Right. And the right. government may be able to do that. Right. And then. So do you then think we they think, will, though? Yeah, that's what I'm. I mean. I That's what I'm wondering. That if if he glorifies and, and walks away, he won't be at the inauguration. But if he gets on the on the um on the plane, like he might turn and sit down, and then some cop will like cuff him and be like, "Haha, we have you now." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll fly away. Now, what if what if his Secret Service just turns against him on the plane? Oh, oh that would God. be awesome. How fucking awesome would that be? Because then it's like, I mean, their loyalty is to country, not to that individual. And so if he, I I think you guys sound just as crazy as the people running around saying the votes were stolen. They're not going to, they're not going to arrest him on 1201. I don't think it would be 1201. I think they will. Believe me. Yep. The state of New York will pay to have him. Yeah. If if he goes like if if he does, he will be made an example of. I agree. I agree because I think got free because of some shadiness with with Ford, but he will be made an example of. I agree, and I don't know if he was investigated for long enough by, for example, SDNY before Bill Barr came in and then replaced the people that were actually investigating him. I don't know if he was being investigated long enough for them to have a solid enough case to have indictments, sealed indictments, but I'm sure Bill Barr deleted that. They hit the delete button. Right. (laughs) And and that's something that I don't understand because Bill Barr before now is a very well-respected attorney. Until, you know, he went psycho-Nazi overnight. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Literally. It's like... Y'all gotta stop. Literally a Nazi? No. Words have meaning. Have you seen the shit that he says sometimes, dude? It's like, it's like sends a shiver down your spine, man. And I feel... I mean, we come we come through this 
we talk about this a lot. It's like the only difference between talking about some crazy shit and doing it is just like doing it and fucking these people signal to us all the time that they have these ideas in their brains to some degree. I'm not saying he's a liter- you're right. He's not a literal Nazi. Yeah, he's not, but he has tendencies. Yes, he has Nazi tendencies. Like if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. So I feel the same. <laughs> I just feel like if, if I, I could see where uh, the people alleging voter fraud would be coming from. Uh, because I mean, if, not, I think they're wrong as fuck. There's no evidence. Let me, let me get that. But I, I could see why they would believe that, just because if for four years you've been you've been saying that, or they've been hearing that this is fascism. These guys are Nazis. Well, if they really think that they're Nazis and fascists, why wouldn't you cheat to get them out of power? Yeah, you know that that's the right thing to do. It is. You do everything you can to defeat Nazis and fascists. So if they think that the other side thinks that they're Nazis. Of course they think they stole the election. But Steve, Steve, wouldn't it be so much more logical for a whole voting block to just use the rights that are afforded to them? All they had to do was vote and do it. They don't have to cheat. Oh my God. Ever... Go that's, that's not what I'm saying, though. Oh. Go, go ahead, Sean. I, I would disagree with you, Jordan. I mean, they're, they're protesting over Sharpies and ink pens. I don't think logic really applies to them. Okay. Right. <laughs> like at this point. That's, so. that's true. That's true. I think, well, Steve, what you were going to say, did I, did I incorrectly respond to what you said? To what? I think you yeah. was saying that I, that that's not what you were saying, Steve. What were you saying? Oh, well, I was saying the argument that if I understand you correctly, you're saying you think these people that are protesting the results of this election are doing so because they have reason to believe that the other side would have cheated because they've been running around saying that there was a fascist in the White House, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. Well, okay. I'm, well, that is what they're saying. Yes. Yes. Well, at least that's what I'm spending on. Totally. Totally. Um, and so I'm just saying, and then Sean made a good point that they're not logical people, but I'm saying <laughs> they're, logical, they're in my family. The log- they're not logical. <laughs> yeah. Same. My, uh, yeah. My whole mom's side of the family. Um, but not including my mom. Um, but I, but I think the, the, the obvious, the obvious thing is that, you know, we don't have to jump over actually using the electoral process and go straight to them cheating because the electoral process is enough if everyone's got if everyone's sitting here thinking we have a fascist in the white house and all i have to do is vote to get rid of a fascist that's amazing that we have a system that will do that and that did that this year that's like what's crazy is that we got to the point where we had a fascist in the white house and that's like how precarious it's the other side of the coin Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you think that the just the existence of this podcast and the fact that he lost a first term election kind of proves that it's not a fascist government? So I, th- I think we just get carried away with with using words incorrectly. Like it, we we could all tone it down. Enough with the Nazi shit. Enough with the fascist shit. He was a really bad, incompetent president who lost an election. Yes, but happens. To remind everybody of Nazi Germany. Yes. <laughs> fascist tendencies. Again, fascist tendencies, Steve. Yeah. So, do you know what the actual definition of fascism is? 
Um, now Google. That, no. I can I, say there's a lot of different definitions, but I've looked it up before. But one of them is uh, basically the the idea that the the state is more powerful than the individual. Right, right. An easy way to think of it is patriotism is like saying the Pledge of Allegiance and you know, oh, I'm an American or British or whatever. And then nationalism is when you start thinking that your country is better than other countries. And then fascism is when you force your country onto others. Yes. So fascism totally. can be on either side. Yes. Technically, mm -hmm. when the uh, when China uh, annexed Hong Kong, that was fascism. Hmm. But interesting. But usually, fascism is thinking of the state. It's we live for the state. We you know we we're we're here to to serve the state. Yes, the general definition. Uh, like the, I um. Star Trek government is probably more of a fascist government. And mm -hmm. the the the, the Federation? Federation, yeah. They're fascists? Go on. They work for the better of the state. They don't get any money. They work for the better of society. That's the that's the whole premise of fascism right there. But that's mm -hmm. in a perfect sense. <laughs> Yes, it, right. That's that's the um, or yeah, or authoritarianism, which I think it's it's fair to say is maybe maybe not a synonym because it's fascism is to this like ultra nationalist degree, like you're saying. I guess the the working definition that I've been having in my head is I've been saying fascism all the time. It's just, Steve. It's it's just usually the um, the closest examples that we have of fascism is like you know, Putin and Mao Zedong and, and Kim Jong-il and yes, Hitler I, and Stalin and all those people, which were complete the definition of evil. So mm -hmm. Yes, totally. And I, I always feel, when I think of fascism too, I always feel like entailed in it, and maybe it's only in those examples is why I think this, but entailed in it is a, is a single leader that is hiding behind a flag and imposing everything onto its citizens saying that it is for the betterment of society when it is like clearly not working out for everyone. And to me, that that's what seems to make uh, something fascist versus, you know, like a sort of Leviathan, like an, an autocrat instead of a Leviathan, I guess, where, you know, if you want to have someone, one single person that's in charge and is like, this is our country. This is what's best for it. And I'm going to do this. If everything was dope, it would be like, I mean, I guess that, that, that makes me uncomfortable because of the possibility of them turning into a horrible dictator that does things that don't work out for everyone. But if they're like making the right decisions and life is actually dope for everyone, I don't know. That's like, doesn't Aristotle say that's like the ideal form of government or something is to like the, benevol the benevolent King or whatever. Right. If my yeah. memory's correct, I think, yeah. So it's like, well, that's it's, great until they die. <laughs> yeah. Know, then what? I have no answers for that. <laughs> I don't either. So, um, kind of, kind of punning on the whole peaceful transfer of power. What do you think that this uh, election teaches us, and how we can piggyback it on the 2016 election? Steve, do you want to go first? Uh, I think it 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 shows us that. Uh, Trump was uniquely unpopular amongst <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Yes. I mean, the, 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 the fact that the Republicans did pretty well in uh, in the House and Senate races, and 
Trump got beat by like four million votes. This goes to show you the country's. I don't. It it doesn't really make sense. Like, cause I don't want to. I don't. It it. I almost want to give uh, like the American voter a bunch of credit for like civic understanding to be able to work it out this perfectly. But there's no fucking way, right? <laughs> when you say this perfectly, you mean getting rid of the president but keeping the congressional seats? Yeah. <laughs> While also passing local laws that do shit that you that are like. Very that yeah. Yeah. Yes. It makes no sense. I, it is crazy. It goes back to the whole uh the whole post office thing and how, you know, twenty to thirty percent of the vote wasn't actually sent out. So that, yeah, all of that. Dude, I God, so much fucking shit has happened this year. It, it piles up. It's just too much. Yeah, it, it's so much stuff. But yes, but I, I feel like I'm I'm with you, Steve. It is such this election is going to be studied so much for for so long 1000% it's going to be a whole chapter in history books because it is so bizarre like what the citizens are feeling right now but I feel like it has taught us that our democracy is still within our our grips you know even when things seem like it's it's really bad and really scary that it even though it to me I was really afraid that it had gone too far just the fact that he was able to appoint you know, all of those judges and, and everything. And honestly, if the votes were a little bit closer, then he might have been able to take it back over if it was a couple states, for example, instead of like... You, you mean if he won the election, like happens in the democratic process? No, like if he didn't win the election and then he could take cases to court in just a couple instances instead of the... I mean, I don't have the number, but he would have to sue and win in like 11 mm. cases or something right. for for everything to be like you know overturned and then but well not overturned but maybe like a, a whatever would be the consequence of that that could potentially allow him to win or i think there's a world that exists in which his executive authority would have allowed him to craft a scenario that he could take back an election that he didn't actually win i think that's possible but it was just too much of an upset this time around that he just can't do that Right. Well, you know, Amy Comey Barrett and her um and her Senate confirmation couldn't answer if he could stop the election or not, or if he could right. actually had to leave or not. She just declined to answer. So exactly, what, that's a perfect. I can't wait till January twentieth so I can stop hearing conspiracy theories from fucking both sides. It's fucking crazy. God <laughs> damn it, we li- it's. I, I, some a, a fool won an election and was president for four years. That's it, guys. A, a dummy know. got elected for four but years and then lost re-election. It from happening again. Like, is it going to be like this in twenty twenty four? That's I guess that's where it gets interesting, right? Like, how do we stop Trump from or a Trump like figure from happening again? Like, I think right. I think as a society, it really shows that we need to get rid of this antiquated electoral college. Yep. I agree on electoral college. I also think that the Democrats have the most important session of Congress, like of their lives oh, coming right up. Now? Oh, 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 you better, better believe it. Like, like, you know, we have the Catholic church that's controlling our courts right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think, I think to stop it from happening, they need to make some, one of the things that started this is just, 
this this policy gridlock that started as innocent policy gridlock, I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, then it was, oh, the whole budget process was frozen to the point where the federal government shut fucking down, you know, like that kind of toxic shit happened. And that would have happened regardless of who the president was. I could only assume because Mitch McConnell is Mitch McConnell and like, you know, Nancy Pelosi's Nancy Pelosi and all these figures on either side that just have refused to like do something. I definitely do not think the Democrats are blameless. I think we need to have some serious fucking come to Jesus moment that Biden has been the trying to of, uh, that like, yeah, yeah. Like the balance of power is just, it's, it's so it's yeah, it's, it's not balanced right now and it needs to be balanced. So hopefully we'll win Georgia and that'll happen. Yes. And I just really hope that people from both sides can be like, can sit down with each other. And, you know, we always hear stories about them being friends in the cafeteria or whatever. And then they get to the fucking Senate floor and it's like, they they, come out and, ooh. Yes. And they do that shit. So it's like, bring your fucking decorum and friendships into the places that you actually legislate and find a fucking way for the American people to look at you and have some faith that you're going to be able to do a goddamn thing for them. And so we can stop this like desire in citizens to find some sort of vigilante justice because Congress can't do it. Uh huh. This goes, this goes back to what I was saying a couple episodes ago. They need to get the cameras out of there. That's the fucking problem. Get, oh, get the cameras out of the yeah, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they actually aren't, aren't in the Senate floor anymore. They just sit and watch C-SPAN all day long. Yeah. They, they should get the cameras out of there so that they can actually do like, congressional work instead of trying to go viral on youtube and twitter i mean everything they do is recorded anyways and in congressional records so right transcribe what they say by all means it shouldn't be a secret but it's just having the cameras in there just makes them give into their worst fucking instincts and it's it's no longer about like solving problems and finding a solution and actually governing and legislating right. it's it's about oh let me get Party. attention a lot yeah. i wanted to go back to to uh to bush one when he um when when he raised taxes that's when the republican party started going further and further to the right because that's when mm. they started losing elections mm. and actually in the last eight elections they've lost Mm-hmm. for 2008 with uh with bush but i mean he had a 90 percent rating i mean you can't repeat september 11th again so right god or if you're a conspiracy theorist can you <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah that's so interesting i completely agree on the camera bullshit that's like i'll even you know okay so we know cory booker uh, I I'll be honest. I'm I had no no idea who he was until uh, the primaries. Yeah, no idea. I I think I only, I only knew of him because I was impressed with his questioning during a Senate hearing. Mm-hmm. I just thought like, yeah, he just caught my eye a lot, and and I think he still does. And when he was questioning Amy Coney Barrett, it's like. That guy talks with so much just respect when he's talking to another human. Mm-hmm. It's like he fucking respects you and you actually feel like he's going to listen to the person that he's about to ask a question to. And I'm sitting here listening to him start his questioning and I'm like, 
Yes, thank God, more people like Cory Booker. And then he asks her this question about how many books would you say or like how many articles would you say you've read on like racial justice and our judicial system? And he asks her this question. And it's like that kind of question is one that she couldn't, the only answer she could have said that would have been acceptable to him in that moment, and I agree would have been acceptable in general, would be like, I've read a lot. I've read about this. And that for her to like actually go through this understanding of racial justice and um, or lack thereof. But obviously she's not going to do that. So it's like questions like that where they're they're spending their time doing these like gotcha questions that mm-hmm. agree. I mean, like I agree with I agree with the fact that that needs to be illuminated, that she doesn't fucking know her history at all. On the other hand, though, when the American people are watching and assuming they're not so deep in the Democrats' agenda, you know, again, like I am, that they're like, yeah, get him, Corey. They right. want to tune to someone actually asking questions that they're going to actually get to see an answer on and mm-hmm. have some in this process of, like, legitimately asking someone questions. And it's just, I don't know, like, yeah. Well, eh. did you see the, uh, the uh, Ted Cruz uh, when he was talking to uh, Jack Dorsey? from twitter old old no. oh, fucking twitter yoga monk on. twitter ceo no it was it was just ridiculous because like it was like he was asking things that i wanted to hear a fucking answer for and i wanted to get an explanation from jack dorsey on and i thought he was asking the right questions but he was so caught up in like oh i'm on the camera this might go viral i better i better grandstand that he just kept plowing over him and and instead of like actually getting information back he's ted cruz was just ranting and raving more which no no information was revealed but i i guarantee you he got a bunch of fucking like views on youtube or whatever and it's like you're wasting our fucking time you know like and i I don't know what to do about it other than get the cameras out of there yeah, the American people don't want to see that shit anymore. Again, even though I am like a lot of the time on the side of the Democrats and like never on the Republican side, really. But oh, really, <laughs> I'm not on the uh, Republican side this go around with these Republicans. But yeah, I can see yeah. working together more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, yeah, a lot better gets gets done. I agree. And what I was going to say is like, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of Bernie, you know? And so Bernie, for example, like, or just the concept of an independent, really specifically Bernie, because I enjoy his policies, but like Bernie, for example, you know, who has like a shit rating from the NRA or had at some point in his life. By um, shit rating, you mean a good rating, right? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> for Demo- yeah for democrats for, for the from the democrat perspective he had a shit rating you mean yes was this okay. before the uh the founders got convicted for embezzling or after it was before before okay okay, okay. yes yes that, that is an important distinction to make shot in there but go on <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point though like even you know I know for a fact that there are a decent amount of Democrats that could find ways to side with Republicans on certain issues, for example, guns, but they just mm-hmm. won't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And Republicans refuse to hear out Democrats on something like Democrats that. Democrats has gun. All of a sudden, uh, Trump takes his phone out and starts talking about 
liberating this and and they're after your second amendment and all kinds of stuff and yeah is that okay so because because you know reagan actually restricted guns in california when he was the governor really yeah mm-hmm. he also signed uh i think the assault weapon the original assault weapon all ban. kinds of things wow i he love to hear that argument <laughs> oh my god well yeah i mean I guess this brings us, this makes me want to bring us back around to the the main event topic, like, you know, on the topic of guns, are citizens going to allow a peaceful transfer of power? They can't stop it. They can't stop it, no. Right, but maybe, like, do you think... As soon as Joe Joe Biden got um, um, president-elect, he gets Secret Service protection he's already got secret service like, protection yeah, all like, the candidates exactly get it, like but... treated like the president like he gets right. daily briefings and and all kinds of things yeah so i mean okay i mean i, I mean he's just as likely to get shot as any president ever. yeah yeah i guess so i guess it could happen but i mean but i mean but but yeah but but when the inauguration happens like they shut dc down Mm-hmm. But they shut down that whole capital area. It's shut down. You can't drive in there. You can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you're actually that close to where they could see that, you know, you pulled a gun out or whatever to actually, like, I guess, attempt to shoot him or whatever, like, you've already got like, the agents on you. Yeah, they, I fucking hope they, so. they don't play. Yeah, I hate that is something I even like am thinking about, but. I, I on top of that too, I just worry about general protests in the streets, like you know, in DC or in major cities or whatever. Contest if he keeps pushing this contested election bullshit, it's like ah, uh, people are gonna get angry and they're gonna do stupid uh, shit. Gonna happen is, I mean, it's gonna die down. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I, mean I mean, even today, like like this morning, like President Bush like acknowledged, you know, Joseph Biden, and you know was talking about how the election was fair and he didn't see anything wrong with it. And he's a very prominent Republican that I was actually very shocked that never endorsed Trump at all. Totally. Right. Totally. I'm hoping that that'll calm everything down. But then you yeah. had Mitch McConnell today on the floor talking about, you know, oh, we need to rally behind President Trump and he needs to <laughs> make sure everybody... Did he say out. that? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, he's he's saying the same thing that all the Republicans are saying is like, yes, we need to make sure that every legal vote counts. So, again, he's saying something that's technically true, but it sounds it it, it can it, it can make Trump supporters feel like they're being placated to. Yeah, it's more dying. I I guess, but like, it's true. Yeah, we were going to make sure every legal vote is counted. Yeah, right. But that's also like saying, you know, that's like when Stephen Miller gets up there and says some shit like, you know, we just need even him saying something that's like we need strong borders or whatever. It's it's like that's that's yes. You know, I think in general, people would agree that that's that's the case. Most people would. But we all know when that comes out of his mouth, it means something else. And I feel the same way about Mitch McConnell. I mean, I don't think Mitch McConnell really gives a fuck. No. <laughs> I don't really think he gives a fuck. Eighty percent of the country like did not want Amy Barrett on the court, and he did not care. Mm-hmm. I went to the women's march and actually was in the women's march, and you could see, you could see all the 
all the counter protesters for her, there was like maybe 20. I mean, it's just engulfed in this crowd of like 30,000 people. Yeah. Protest. I think actually, uh, Coney, Amy Coney Barrett's support went up after the, the actual hearings. And then after the hearings, the majority of the country wanted her to be confirmed. Was that a majority of the actual country or majority of the well, majority of polled? <laughs> because in the Republican Party, she ranks very high mm-hmm. as far as the country as a whole. Not so much. Yeah, I think that changed after the hearings. No, oh, maybe I could be. Why, wrong do you, why do you think? Well, so I mean, why? she came. Why do I think that? Yeah. Her coven at, uh, Notre, at Notre Dame didn't even support her. Mm-hmm. Her, her articles against Roe v. Wade yep. it disgusting um, her strong um, Catholic faith I mean not that that's a determining factor but I mean if it's to the point where you know you feel like it dictates your entire life I think that has a lot to play in it um, the fact that 120 prosecutors boycotted it and said that if she overturned Roe v. Wade, they weren't going to prosecute it. I just think what the court is, 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 as a constructionalist, as mm-hmm. it's now, people are going to lose faith in it. You know, it's like Andrew Jackson said, you know, I mean, they can, they can order me to stop, but how are they going to enforce it? Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Well, <laughs> and then the year started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I think I do think that there's going to be a peaceful transition of power. I do not think that it is. I think it's going to be a rocky, rocky, rocky landing, though. Oh, it's not going to be a polite transfer. Of power. No, 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 no. It's just going to be him getting it operated yeah. and ending, and so that'll be the end of it. Here's the question: so- Does he run in 2024? <sighs> Kind of hard to know when you're in prison um, or. Yes. I don't. Y'all are going to be so disappointed when nothing happens to him and he just goes off to being not president. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, But they're signaling that wouldn't happen. Um, If he comes back in 2024, I don't think he can ever come back. As far as popularity, I don't think he can ever come back. I don't think he can ever muster up the uh, support. Because I think what's going to end up happening is that the court's going to dismantle Obamacare. That's why they were all like, oh, yeah, let's set it and wait six months because that's when that comes out. And then the public is going to uh, rally behind the Democrats and then they're going to move forward and they're going to be very popular. I think so. But... I think I don't the Democrats will ever be able to, to to win another election. What about what about his kids? I don't think they're smart enough to run for president. Um, <laughs> he did, right? By accident. Yeah. By, By a quick fluke. Okay. Um, yeah, that was. The, it's all been so fluky, which is so hilarious that that is how fragile his ego is, that even though this entire presidency was just a fluky crapshoot, he is going to treat it like it is the only thing he has ever wanted. I'm curious of how historians are going to look back at this. Like 150 <laughs> years from now, they're going to be like, 
oh gosh, we thought Buchanan, President Buchanan was bad. Let's talk about President Trump. Like, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he'll just be a footnote, though. Like in 150 years, because oh, really, no. what? Oh no, what? He, won't. he is actively has pursued tearing the country apart. I agree, and I think that is going to make a huge stance on history. But what has he actually accomplished? What is he fucking all? Yeah, this is Sean's time to shine. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't. What has he accomplished? Uh, There's his he tried order social security. To say it again, he tried to sign away social security with that. So with that, with that thing. Um. Probably the only positive, positive thing he's actually ever done was the um, the uh, Criminal Reform Act. Well, I don't even mean a positive accomplishment. I just mean like what if yeah. they're going to be talking about him in 150 years in history books? Like, oh, what are they going to other than oh, this crazy controlled president that tried to rip the country apart? Yep. They're going to be like, oh, yep. Jefferson Davis, he 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 didn't succeed, but now a president actually did. I mean, he's he, yep. he he's he's actually he just keeps dividing. I mean, I mean, he's almost destroyed the Republican Party. Yeah, that is insane. That is a great point. He's going to yeah. go down as we'll see what happens, but maybe the guy that that's, destroyed. And, the party. and that's why I think that they uh, that the Republican Party like panicked and like smashed the glass and punched the panic button and packed the court. Yeah, the same. Well, the Federalists did the same thing. Yep. Yep, definitely. And that's, I think, Steve, right there, packing the courts. If we're talking about what Trump did specifically versus his administration, those are two different questions. That's but probably one of his greatest accomplishments is, is packing the judiciary completely. Yep. So, uh, I mean, every president fills vacancies. Like, why would his filling vacancies be historically significant 150 years from now? Because Mitch McConnell refused to fill Obama's vacancies. And then as soon as the, the very next day that Trump was um, inaugurated in, they started the filling all 174 vacancies in three Supreme Court. Yes. Well, I, and well, I guess that would explain why Harry Reid might be historically significant in 150 years. You fucking love bringing up Harry Reid. <laughs> I just, it's fucking true. I'm just looking at him and hearing how most presidents try to unite and he is trying to divide. And that is. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. And that is, and, and that is going to be his defining thing is the divider in chief. Yes. There's going to be his proponent of, uh, I was going to say propulsion. I don't think that's the right word. There's going to be his. So, his remain in Mexico policy, his family separation policy, all of his deterrent policies at the border, for example, that he expanded, pushed, implemented successfully to the point where it is we still have so many children that literally don't know where their parents are. That's not a conspiracy. That's true. Yeah. And that's because of that policy. How that you that'll the flag. The little thing he does with the flag. I know. But, Why does that look but yeah, he, he but, but yeah, but, but just a comment on 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 your thing, Jordan. He he, everything is just it's so hard to think of what he's done that's positive. Yeah, there's been so many things, right? It's like there's a reaction to the. It's I think you were right on the money, Sean. He's going to go down as the most divisive president in history and most like hate mongering president because he refused to admonish white supremacy. Like he would only that's do it. True. 
hey, listen, listen, let me finish. When he had the opportunity, but go ahead. No, no, it's not. When he had the opportunity to do it, when it was appropriate, he did not do it. He had to be pushed into the corner multiple times to finally say it. Are or are you talking about the the Charlottesville? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are you referring to? The fact that the fine people on both sides. Yes, oh, that's, that's, that's right. Myth. Oh, I know. Like they like those people are wild and out of control. Like that. Like that was like an hour from my house. But that's oh a myth God. that he said that there are fine people on both sides. I, I I have to correct that. That's actually false. Look at the entire transcript of that speech. He he explicitly condemns white supremacists in that statement. That doesn't mean okay. So when you I, say. I but it's just not true and here's the thing i believed that shit for two years myself until i actually watched the complete fucking uh statement and it's it's just not true i believed it for two years myself Mm. okay let's see here he waited 48 hours to admonish the people the neo-nazis okay so i'm reading a fact-checking document by PolitiFact right now. That's addressing uh, just, exactly. Just, just read the actual statement. Don't don't read the spin on it. Read the actual transcript of the statement. Okay, I'm looking at his. Okay, let's see. As I said on Remember Saturday, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has no place in America. And then it went on from there. Now here's the thing. Uh, okay, then the reporter tries to talk. He says, excuse me, excuse me, take it nice and easy. Here's the thing. When I make a statement, I like it to be correct. I want the facts. This event just happened. Uh, so then he's saying, okay, so I'm reading an interview that he said in response to those comments. So let me see where they actually have the fine people on both sides comment. Because I want I want to get rid of this kind of stuff right like things getting picked up and then just being run with like maybe i just potentially did well everybody everybody has it's not your fault everybody has including me for two years so i mean i don't i don't want to spend a whole lot of time defending trump because he is a boneheaded idiot but completely he did not say that white supremacists were fine people okay regardless of that so many times that he that any other president would have reacted to a tragedy and condemned and demonized the the thoughts you know behind like these heinous acts all the time he doesn't come out and do it because he knows that his base includes those people so he doesn't have to come out and say hey i support you guys but the fact that he doesn't come out and condemn them every single time immediately this 48 hours in that statement in that statement that everybody's getting the fine people on both sides comment from in that statement he specifically condemns white supremacy but that just said he waited 40 he said he waited 48 hours to do it because he needed to wait for the facts that kind of alone. in a normal world that would be fine i mean i i don't believe him and i think but not when nazis are involved right but that's when, that's not what people are saying people are saying in that statement he said that white supremacists there are fine people on both sides Im- implying that white supremacists could be fine people when later on in the same statement he clarifies and specifically condemns white supremacy 
Sure. So I mean, we, we can we can nitpick about oh he waited too long to say it or he didn't say it strong enough, but that hasn't been the that hasn't been the nuanced narrative that people have been saying for three years since since Charlottesville. What about the fact that like so many of the people that he hi- hires and puts into his positions from every level from the highest level of government to below have affiliations with neo-Nazi groups, for example, and have white nationalist loyalties. Like Stephen Miller, the shit that he says is is like, can we agree that his shit is horrifying, regardless of like what side you're on? Yeah, I would agree with that. Wait, I'm Sean, not, can I, you I said repeat what you said? Portray him. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Yes, but sorry, what, Steve? Were you gonna say? Uh, no, yeah, Stephen Miller's a tool bag. Yeah, so like, so he surrounds himself with people that that peddle those sorts of theories right so like and he doesn't come out immediately and condemning it he says he needs to wait for facts all of this kind of stuff that puts like the judgment on whether or not an act of white supremacy is okay or not he he lets it exist in limbo and even if he eventually comes out and condemns it the fact that he doesn't have a strong stance on that is calculated that's not him legitimately being like let me wait for the facts. It is so politically advantageous for him to not come out and condemn it. And that's why he doesn't do it. Yeah, maybe. That's disgusting. That alone, that having someone, I, the list of shit that he's done that's going to get him in the history book is so long. Cozying up with Erdogan, North Korea, Putin stuff that he like legitimately. What, has what were the actual policies of the United States in in regards to them though? That's going to be historically significant. I'm saying he's going to be James K. Polk. You guys remember James K. Polk? Oh Lord. Do you remember James K. Polk, Jordan? I do not remember James. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's who he's going to be in 100 years. He's going to be a one-term president that didn't really accomplish anything. That was, it's going to be historically interesting because he was a game show host to um, Millard Fillmore. Mm. Yeah, who? Mm. <laughs> oh, he was a he was a racist. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Trump's not even the first racist president. Like that, that's not even. <laughs> but he's also the most recent one, so he definitely shouldn't be one because we should definitely be out of that shit. But yeah. he is the first president that threatened to never leave office. Yes. <laughs> he's yes and. There's, no, I will say, I mean, if if he doesn't leave office and he has to actually get dragged out by the Secret Service, that shit's going in the front. I will be place. right there. <laughs> it's going to be the best show ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, like me, me and my friends are planning on going to the inauguration, and I hope that he is drugged out because I will be right there with my camera making sure I get it. God, that's that's the other thing. There's... His eccentric, eccentric, that is like the most forgiving word to describe his speech. There's his insane speeches where he's making fun of reporters and doing like mocking someone that is mentally challenged, for example. Mm -hmm. Those instances that happen constantly with him. Grabbing them by the pussy. Those are all things that happened and no other president has been on camera saying shit like that. You know, like no, out- yeah, but no, no other president has made references to like American exceptionalism, which was coined by Joseph Stalin, 
or you know mm-hmm. references to blood and soil and stuff. A lot of his speeches yes. heart back to that. So. Yes, they do. And law and order and oh, bringing oh, in federal platform. But huh? you know, that oh, that was Nixon's platform. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, I'm after the other day of the Four Seasons. He's now the Lawn and Order platform. yeah there's all the helicopter conferences there's there's the fact that like he refuses to listen to it like briefings now now you're just listing reasons that he's a bad president like i don't dispute that is that what we're we're talking about whether he's going to be like historically significant in 150 years. No, 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 no. I'm just, I, when I said historians, I meant like, what are they going to look back and talk about? Are they going to yeah. talk about, Oh, he did these great things. Or are they going to say, no, he didn't. This is what he was doing and stuff. Sure. You know, like, yeah. you know, like when we learned about Andrew Jackson and they're like, well, he was really bad because he did genocide <laughs> with yep. tears and stuff like that. So, Right. What's going to be the elevator pitch for Donald Trump when, when trying to explain why he was so horrible? Um, I think that's a good question. Ooh. Yeah. I, I uh, okay. If, if you have to have like a paragraph for each administration, when you're going through American history books, like yes. what, what is, what is going to be the little snapshot for him? Cause Bush, you talk about nine 11, you would talk about the Iraq war. You, you would talk about the, uh, whatever like every president has has something right what would right. It, it, is fake news fake news and fake news light. yep Terrible. the rise of fake news mm-hmm. joseph stalin yep truth isn't truth um manipulation honestly demonization of media the all of the checklists Back for audits. yep yeah that's what that's called when you start demonizing democratic norms mm-hmm. wait sorry what was the word did you just say uh, backsliding backsliding mm-hmm. yep i think that's the shit that's going in that paragraph his his american um isolationist attitude while also done more for the country than abraham lincoln yeah, blatant lies. The largest inauguration crowd ever. Yes. Blatant, blatant lies. Constant, constant lies. No, I mean, it's, it's... Kicking the press out of briefings. That shit. The, the sun's coming up on the nightmare. It's, it's coming up. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't know. So. Yeah, I think it's all that shit that's going, that's going down. Ugh, I can't fucking wait till he's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're just, just going to praise him for his tax cuts. You think that's that, it? That's that's all it's going to be. That the the line on Donald Trump be like cut taxes. Yeah. And then they move on to the Biden administration. No way. Guys. <laughs> Gonna, they're gonna shit on him so hard as they should. History will not look back on him fondly. Mm-mm. Assuming we make it out of this and this doesn't slide into some horrible shit in the next decade. Well, as long as Biden stays healthy, I think we're fine. But if something happens to him, uh oh. I think Kamala's dope. Uh oh. 
What because I, Kamala that would be a gonna... shock for society right now. Yeah, that's I'm true. There's sure the poor... president was very strategic. Um, it kind of gets people used to the idea of you know women having authority and you know transitioning <laughs> into that. No, yeah. no, no. I'm saying as a society as a whole. No, no, you're so right. You know, you're so right. Not, you know, so that's why because 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 I mean, well, think about it. like when a, when Barack Obama happened, bam, we got Trump. Yep. Yep, I'm only laughing yep. at the fact that we do have to do that, probably. We do. we do. I mean, it's sad, but, I mean, we have to. Times are changing, yeah. but, I mean, we still have to do that. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am looking forward to voting for Nikki Haley in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you wrap it up? We're not done with her. Yes. Um. Yes. Sean, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, cheers and good 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 vibes for the next 70 days yes seriously <laughs> we uh thank you so much first off for being a patron and listener and supporter just in general that's really really awesome and um if you want everybody we're starting new meet and greets every other week for i disagree we had our first one a couple days ago we got to meet sean before we did this and that was fun and we get everyone on there and uh, we all just talked about stuff. And it was fun because it naturally devolved into like a sort of disagreeing spirit in a little bit of, you know, like it was just an actual conversation that kind of reflected the vibe of the podcast at times, which I thought mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, it was really yeah. the vibe with the community. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sean, do you have any social media that you want to shout out on the podcast? Um, Just uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome to share that. D I T I. Unless you don't want to. Oh, it's City Boy 387. City Boy, right? Yeah. City Boy. Huh? City Boy. B O I, right? Yeah, B O I 387. Perfect. Um, and then everybody, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the I disagree pod. And if you want to sign up to be a patron to join us on those meet and greets and get early episodes and a whole bunch of other stuff, depending on the tier you are at, submit warm up topics, submit main event topics, uh, sign up right now at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast tier start at $3. And that's my sales pitch. Steve, do you have a, what, what do you got? Uh, just thanks again for Sean for supporting the podcast and for coming on and hope to see you again at the, the next meet and greet. Uh, oh, and Jordan, you had a, an, an exciting update about t-shirts, I believe. Yes. We found a local print shop that's going to print the t-shirts that we want on the, uh, the, 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 the lower count of t-shirts that we require. <laughs> it's hard. We don't, we don't have that many t-shirt patrons is what I'm saying. So, um, one of our friends, Armando, the local comic actually hooked us up with a guy. So we're going to start getting those printed and sent out. So I thank you for your patience on those, for those of you that are in the t-shirt tier, but that also means come and get your t-shirts, everybody. Mm -hmm. That's that's what that that's what that means um other other than that i think i think that's it yeah exciting times t-shirts meet and greets very fun other other than that we will uh, be back next week and probably have a lot more shit to talk about on this topic exclusively <laughs> we could just I talk about this email. over <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. If you have a disagree mail that you'd like to send 
to Steve or I or Sean even, oh, everyone. Scary. Ooh, that would be really meta if you sent a disagreement to yourself for this episode, Sean. <laughs> that would be good. Um, but yes, you can hit Sean up on Twitter or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Steve, what's your direct Twitter handle? Uh, Steve Shuss, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-U-S. Beautiful. And then I am at Jordan's Confused. Follow us, follow the podcast, follow Sean, and have a great uh, week, everybody. Peace.